Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's been happening in the arts across Leash, Offaly and Westmead. If you want to get in touch, you can send me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. So here is what's coming up on the show tonight. Colin Hughes and some friends join me to chat about Avenue Q, the musical, coming to Esker Arts Centre in Tullamore. Burr Theatre and Arts Centre presents The Curious Case of Albert Cashier, Lincoln's Lady Soldier. So we'll find out everything you need to know about that and where you can get your tickets. And Space Week is coming from the 4th to the 10th of October. And I have Rob O'Sullivan join me to find out how you can support and what events are happening across the Midlands. But to start the show, the full programme for the 14th Offline Film Festival has been officially announced. And here to let you know what is included in the lineup is director Gary Hochter. Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. I'm very excited to hear what's going to be happening for the 14th Offline Film Festival that is coming up between the 11th and the 15th of October. What have you got planned so far? Well, we have a very exciting opening night uh, with the one and only Jim Sheridan making an appearance in uh, Burr. I'm not sure if he's ever been to Burr before. I don't think he has. So that in itself is a premiere of sorts. So Jim is coming down and we're doing a special Q&A with him, a career retrospective on the 11th of October. And earlier that day, filmmakers who are either from Offaly originally or from the Midlands originally, uh, or people who are based here now, will get a chance to do a special masterclass with Jim. So that's the, the opening day. And then later on in the week, we have a couple of great films that are screening on the Friday and Saturday nights on Friday night. There's a UK film called A Bunch of Amateurs about people, um, I'd say not too dissimilar to myself, who have a, a passion for watching films and making films. And basically we have three of the people that feature in that film coming over to Burr, um, one of whom has links to the Midlands actually. And they're going to be there for the Q&A after that movie as well. And on the Saturday night, I don't know what it is with the UK this year, but we're showing a film called Hungry Hill, which is an Irish uh, documentary set in Kerry. Um, but the filmmaker is based in Brighton, along with the Kerry filmmaker. And so they're making their own separate journeys up to Burr uh, for a, a screening of that. That's Hungry Hill on Saturday night for anybody who's not watching Ireland in the rugby that night. And it's, it's, there's so much happening across the few days that are there. I mean, Fright Night is back and you're going to have some masterclasses and as well, as you said, Jim Sheridan. How excited are you to have him down? Yeah, we, it, it, you know what? It's happened quite organically. We've never, you know, chased stardom uh, for the festival here. It's always grown quite uh, organically, the festival. And we have a very loyal following and very loyal patrons. And it turned out that one of those patrons met Jim Sheridan in Dublin earlier this year and they got talking and uh, they sat down over dinner and that patron invited Jim to Burr uh, to offline and lo and behold uh, Jim agreed and we've kind of like been crossing the T's and dotting the I's uh, for a couple of months now to make sure that everything's in place and, and we can actually accommodate him 
in his busy time schedule. And so I, I kind of like, you know, for someone like that to come here and give give his time to us um, and just for the audience to be able to ask questions that they might have had about some of his great films, that's kind of like a very unique opportunity. And I think it's going to be a great night. Uh, I think the audience will get a lot from it. And, you know, hopefully he'll mill around in the reception in the, the foyer of Birth Theatre uh, before and afterwards uh, and just kind of like I, I know for one I'll have my phone ready for uh, in selfie mode to get a picture with Jim Sheridan if he's willing and able so, I'm, I'm yeah, sure really he will exciting, you know and yeah who knows I don't know it's a, it's a pure fangirl moment I know for him because he's an in- incredible playwright and filmmaker and for anyone that isn't entirely sure he's done My Left Foot The Field and In the Name of the Father which are three incredible films that have all been set in Ireland that he's been involved with and I mean, to be able to to have it happen so organically is amazing. It is, yeah. And it just feels right and it feels natural and, you know, not forced. And he's giving his time willingly to the festival. So um, we're delighted and excited that he's coming down. And um, I think there's a, a bit of a buzz around. So I know the tickets are selling well. So I'm hoping that will be that our opening night that night will be a full house. I no doubt it will be, but you know it's going to be it's going to be special. Well, of course, it definitely is. I mean, this is now the 14th festival that's that's happened. How do you found that it's you know grown over the years? Um, it, it's kind of we started in 2010 was our first one, so this is this is the 14th one this year, and it kind of started out of. Um, it sounds very clinical. It started out from a, you know, a few people coming together. We got some funding from Shannon Development, as it was then, to do a feasibility study, um, as to see whether a festival would take off, could take off in the Midlands. And there wasn't many, if any, other film festivals happening in and around uh, that time of year. In uh, November, actually, was the very first one we did it in, and then October since. And um, so, you know, we were advised, we got some great advice from uh, the Galway Film Flat people and we got some advice from festivals in the UK, uh, regional based festivals in the UK. And so we were advised kind of like start off small, uh, baby steps at the beginning and always involve schools and education. And we had planned to do that anyway, so that made complete sense to us. And so we've done that every year. There's always been school screenings and education screenings. And, um, you know, things have changed over the years. You know, it, it, it's tricky now. October is a busier time of year than it was. And it's finding accommodation for the visiting filmmakers as the festival has gotten bigger. That's become trickier for us. And so an element that we used to have, the 57-hour challenge where people would make a film in 57 hours, we can't kind of like uh, plan to have space for those people anymore. But since that has gone to one side, we have a lot more short films being submitted to the festival and those filmmakers come down and, you know, enjoy themselves, come to bar for the first time, usually network, do masterclasses and seem to enjoy themselves and a lot of them come back. So, yeah, it's changed. Um, But, you know, I think for the better. 
And I have to agree with you on that. I mean, it's grown and developed over the years and you have, I mean, the likes of Fright Night, which I think is amazing to have in October especially. So what type of spooky surprises are we going to see this year? (laughs) Well, we're very lucky that of the seven short films that have been selected for Fright Night, six of the filmmakers, six of the directors from those short films will actually be in Kimothy Castle that night to watch their films on the big screen with the audience and um, we select a different crop of horror shorts or scary shorts every year and so they come they come to us through our normal uh, application process and then we just select them because of you know if they're horror obviously we select them that we label them as they might be good for Fright Night and it's just Fright Night has become one of those things where you know again unfortunately it's sold out this year again so you know you might try chance your arm on the door in Kennedy Castle, but uh, technically it's sold out. But it's just one of those things where people um, want the adventure of hopping on a bus in Burr, stopping off in Percy's in Kennedy for some refreshments, and then making their way onwards to Kennedy Castle to to watch shorts in that kind of you know gothic environment, and uh, eventually hopping back on that bus after being scared the living daylights out of. Um, and arriving back into Burr, you know, close to midnight. And this year it happens to be on Friday the 13th. So it works it, out well. <laughs> that experience, it, it worked out really well. Sometimes it doesn't, but, but this year it is working out well. But it's just one of those things where, you know, people are, are excited to build a bit of an adventure around their night. And, um, you know, a festival offers that. It's we kind of like how I would define a festival is that you're offering more to your audience than just sitting down in uh, a shared space, watching something on the big screen. Yeah. That there are Q and A's happening. There are workshops happening, masterclasses, even for kids. Um, we have some great workshops happening at the weekend as well. But for the education screenings, we always try to have a resource pack so that they understand the context of what they're watching on screen. And that's usually in association with uh, the IFI, the Irish Film Institute. So the whole Fright Night thing, the experience, it's just like building a bit of excitement and fun around movies and watching them together. And I, I like I even though, you know, you hear of the COVID vaccine being the COVID plan being readied for this winter, as festivals were still coming out of that um those embargoes that were in place during COVID times and trying to realise you when you you know, our audiences coming back. What do they want, uh, you know, have their tastes changed since that lockdown or those lockdowns? So it's, you know, it's it's getting to know our audiences again. And, you know, we listen to them and definitely Fright Night is one of those things. We know that people love it. It's all of the first thing to fill out. And it's, it's something that I think that, you know, as you said, it's grown over the years. And I think with COVID, people had had a chance to kind of expand on, you know, what they liked and didn't like and, and see what sort of genres they could move into. But if for anyone that is listening and they want to find out more information about what is happening over the few days, where can they go? And also, where can they get tickets? Well, they can get tickets uh, and that information online on our website, which is offlinefilmfestival.com. You'll also see the updates on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, but they can book those tickets on our website as well. So um, yeah, get there quickly now. Things are definitely selling out, and as I said, 
Bright Night has gone already. Some of the kids' workshops are gone already. It's going to be a busy one. And just before I let you go, over the entire few days from the 11th to the 15th, what are you looking forward to the most? Mm, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen some of the stuff that's kind of like a little bit uh, quirky. There's a program of German short films kind of like centred around Berlin. Um, and that's really eclectic. It's it's done in, in association with a, a festival partner called Interfilm that are based in Berlin. And so they've chosen... I think seven shorts that um, give a flavour of that city. And so it's great, you know, to get something, you know, it's something that you'll never happen happen upon on Netflix. You're just getting a distilled selection of quality material curated by a professional elsewhere. And you're kind of like, like a surprise Pandora's box. You don't know what you're going to get. But in this case, I know what I, what we're going to give to the audience. And that's great. And there's a couple of quirky uh, films that are showing in tiny space called the Tin Jug Studio. I don't know if you know it, but that can hold about 10 people. And they're really great films, you know, definitely ones that you <laughs> that you won't find on Netflix. So that's another thing that we're kind of like keen to present just to give audiences, uh, you know, given the chance to see something, you know what, I, I don't know what I'm going to see, but I like the sound of it. And then when they, when they leave the theatre, when they leave the venue, they've got a smile on their face and they're, you know, they're kind of like, can't wait to come back next year. So, oh, I love it. And this is all happening at the 14th Offline Film Festival from the 11th to the 15th of October. Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this year. Thanks a million, Sean. Much appreciated. Take care. Make sure to go to offlinefilmfestival.com if you want your tickets. But next year on Encore on Midlands 103, a puppet show coming to the Esker Arts Centre that promises fur, fun and filth. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com this is Shannon Fogarty with Encore on Midlands 103. And joining me now is Colin Hughes to talk about the upcoming production of the musical Avenue Q that is coming to the Esker Arts Centre. We are very excited to dive into the details and to find out more about this over-18s musical. Okay, I am joined in studio by someone who looks absolutely incredible. Now, I'm not just talking about you, Colin. Oh, thanks, Shannon. <laughs> who, no. who have you got with you today? I take second fiddle. This is Nikki. Uh, say hello. Hi, Shannon. Hi, yeah. Nikki. <laughs> and uh, Nikki is a resident of Avenue Q, uh, and all the residents of Avenue Q are coming to Tullamore next week to Esquire Arts Centre. This is incredibly exciting. Uh, and I mean, I'll put pictures up on our social media so everyone can see them, but Avenue Q the musical, talk me through it. Great. So Avenue Q the musical, um, it involves people on stage, but with mainly puppets. Um, and the joy of it, the joy of Avenue Q is that it's, Really cute puppets that you would see for kids, but they're doing and saying all the things that you wouldn't expect them to do or say. <laughs> they're doing everything that ordinary humans get up to, saying things that ordinary humans, but the, the comedy is and that the absolute beauty of the show is that you're looking at something that shouldn't be saying that or some, some somebody that shouldn't be doing that. And that's what makes it. But also, as well as been like outrageously funny, 
Um, it's lovely. It's life. It's just real life, uh, dealing with problems, dealing with relationships, with personal growth, all stuff like that. But just because it's puppets, it just it makes it all the funnier. But it's lovely and warm as well, so it's really good. Yeah. I love how on all the posters, it's fun, fur and filth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, just, the last thing you want to do is get into trouble. And I don't want anyone to be thinking, oh, we'll go along to see this and then be incredibly offended. Because if you are offend- easily offended in any way, mm-hmm. don't come near it. And I hate saying that when I'm trying to sell a show but don't come near it because uh, it is yeah. it is offensive. It is. It's non-PC, but in, in a really nice way, it, it, if there is such a thing. But but uh, I just I can't can't say that enough. And I think it does say enough on the posters for people to, to just, if it, you are of does. that persuasion, stay away from it a little bit. Yeah, And it's definitely something that I'm very excited to see. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think most people are when they hear that, oh, right, okay, well, we can do that. <laughs> what inspired this production? So I've done it before. Um, I went, I happened to be in New York and Avenue Q had just opened and I didn't know anything about it. And I was walking past the theatre and there was all these pictures of cute little puppets outside and the child in me just said, oh my God, let's go in and watch this. And they had a seat left and I went in and watched it. But I I was wondering, why are there no kids here? I didn't know anything about it. And my jaw was on the floor for the whole show. I had tears streaming down my face for two hours, just laughing, laughing, laughing. It was amazing. So I always said, once I kind of get a company up and running, I'll get it done. And so we did it in 2017 in the GA Centre in Tullamore and it was a sellout. And I said, I'm, I, once the art centre opens, we'll definitely do it again. So here we are. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I just can't stop, Nikki. I'm sorry, I can't stop looking at you. You just look so great. Well, I am very attractive, Shannon. Yeah, so my name's Nikki and I live with my buddy Rod. Um, we're good friends who live on Avenue Q in opposed to two other good friends who live on a street that I can't say because Jim Henson's production company will sue us and we can't have that. But we're Nikki and Rod and we're housemates who live on Avenue Q. Oh my God. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for that. I'm really looking forward to seeing you perform. Yeah, we're great. Well, you look great. So I can can honestly say that this is going to be amazing. So other than the puppets, this is kind of a different one than what I'm used to because I've seen Michael Collins' musical, which you did, that was absolutely brilliant. So this is going from one to the other. Oh, completely. Couldn't be further apart. Yeah, uh, obviously with all the drama that was involved in Michael Collins and how a lovely piece of theatre is. This, as I said to you, is also a lovely piece of theatre. It's very, it's lovely. It's really, the last time I was on, people were saying, I was crying and laughing at the same time. (laughs) So it's that type of thing. But as it's just madness. It's absolutely like you won't like there'll be scenes where you won't believe what you're hearing and what you're seeing. But it's still yeah. real life. It's real life. So what's your sort of standout moment from the entire play? That- <laughs> okay, I have to cut this in half as so what I can say on radio and what's the real <laughs> truth. Um it, it's actually do you know what? It's it's probably just towards the end of it. it it's it's just the they're trying to solve problems in life and it is that's the, the joy of this piece of theatre like if you just put people up there doing all this you'd be like well that happens every day mm. but because they're cute lovable puppets you know you kind of even feel more for them and you know as I said the relationship problems and you know trying to find yourself and stuff like that that's all in it and kind of resolving things like that and the niceties of people I, I just love I love the emotion in it and funnily enough after all the terrible stuff we're after talking about <laughs> there's lovely lovely stuff and it's a lovely piece of theatre that's what I like I like that 
that end of it. But it's also very honest and things we think we shouldn't be saying. As I said, it's very funny to see cute, colourful puppets saying them things. I think, you know, it's a bit nicer when you see cute, colourful puppets saying those sort of things. Oh, 100%. It's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can totally laugh oh, at that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for anyone that is extremely interested to get what I'm going to think is very limited tickets left, where yeah. can they get them? Yeah, so it's Esker Arts website. Um, Friday, Saturday is gone. Thursday is nearly gone. But wow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's tickets there. Yeah. I do expect them to be gone by the time we open. But there are limited tickets. And look, as I keep saying to everyone, and I said it on a social media post yesterday, I'm not, well, I am, but I'm not kind of badgering people to buy tickets. You will thank me. You will thank me. I said, act, take this as an act of friendship, me telling you to go to this, because you will thank me. Uh, when you've seen it, yeah, that's, and, that's and the I mean, way I'm after, at it. after seeing Nicky right now, I, I mean, I have to. I can't just not go and see him perform. Hundred <laughs> percent, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all my lovely friends, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I, I just keep looking at him going, no, "This is he's just the size of him." It's yeah. like wow. And he's like, and sorry, don't listen to this. He's not even the Q. Like so, Kate Monster. She's she's she lives on Avenue Q as well, and like she's just the most beautiful little monster she's gorgeous and I, when I'm rehearsing and I'm sitting directing I just can't take my eyes off her she's absolutely gorgeous so they're all lovely they're so cute How has rehearsals been for this? It's great it's just a laugh a second mm. and you forget as I say, it's a few years since we've done it and you just forget Like, and then you're sitting down in front of it and you go oh my god this is so so funny like the cast every time you rehearse and no matter how many times you do it over and over again the cast are just bellied over laughing and it's I mean, just non-stop. It's going to be nice now to take it from being in the GAA over to where the Esker Arts Centre is now to have it in a proper theatre and to have everyone there. So that's, that's a nice moment to have. Exactly. And that's it. Look, I've been waiting for this for all my life in Tullamore. I always said once we had a proper theatre, I'd be busy putting stuff in there. So this is the start. I'll have Panto at Christmas and stuff like that. So, you know, it, yes, it's great to have that facility where we can do things properly. You know, no offence to the other venues, but now we can actually put do proper theatre in Tullamore, as you saw at Michael Collins, yeah. you know, and... And now we just have the opportunity to do theatre the way it should be done and bring proper shows to the people in Tullamore and around here, yeah. So for anyone that's coming to the show, what do you hope they take away from watching Avenue Q, the musical? <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll, they'll honestly, it'll be very few times they'll sit in, in a theatre or a cinema and laugh as much. They, they will, they'll be full of joy, but also that warmth as well. They definitely will. You'll come out feeling, you'll feel absolutely fantastic and that's a guarantee. As I said, unless you're easily offended, if you're easy going and laid back, you will come out feeling absolutely wonderful and on a high and you'll nearly want to go again, but you probably won't be able to go <laughs> no filming in uh, in the studio when you're there but uh, no absolutely not <laughs> but whenever um, Avenue Q decide to come around again I'm sure tickets will be flying out the door yeah look and it's something I will do yeah. every few years because I think it, like I always think theatre oh you can't do that you only did it a few years ago and I said but you're everyone's favourite film yeah. they're going to watch it over like over a few times over a year so I'm I'm in agreement like Avenue Q will be back in a few years oh, if I you don't am. get to it but try try get to it oh yeah no definitely get your tickets <laughs> eskerarts.ie yeah. Where you go to get those, Colin? Thank Colin, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming thank in and chatting. Thank you, Shannon. Anytime, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing you on uh, the stage in Escarts. Happy days. Thanks for having us, Shannon. So, if you are interested in seeing fun, fur, and filth, then Avenue Q the musical is for you. You can get tickets on Escarts.ie, but get them quick because they are selling out fast. After this break, we'll hear details on the curious case of Albert Cashier. Here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103. Your arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com 
You are back with Encore here on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty and Burr Theatre and Arts Centre have a thrilling new historical play based on the true story of the Irish transgender American war hero Albert DJ Cashier presented by Quintessence Theatre on September 30th and I am delighted to have Anthony Kinahan on the show tonight. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on. Tell me a little bit more about this historical play that is going to be at the Burr Theatre and Arts Centre. Yeah, so it's... Hi, thanks for having me, first of all, Shannon. Uh, It's called The Curious Case of Albert Cashier, Lincoln's Lady Soldier, and it's by Quintessence Theatre, which is a theatre company. Uh, We're usually northeast-based, and uh, that's the the company that I'm producer and performer with. And basically, it tells the story. It's based on the true-life story of uh, Albert Cashier, who was originally born as Jenny Hodgers from Clarahead in County Louth, and uh, made their way over to America um, in the mid-1800s. Um, arrived in America as Albert Cashier, um, lived their life as a man in America, um, fought in, Amer- in the Civil War for Lincoln, um, got discharged, lived in Illinois uh, as a man for ne- another 50 years until they were discovered. And even then, people kept their secrets. And then um, when it was leaked um, to the papers by some orderlies in a hospital that their uh, gender was originally female at birth, um, their uh, veterans pension was taken off them. And then there was a big court case in America. And um, I'll say no more because I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's a really, really brilliant and interesting story. And... We were delighted to kind of hear about it and get a hold of it. And then once we heard about it, we were like, well, everybody needs to know about Albert Cashier. So we set about making a play about it. And now we're on a national tour with it. So we're delighted. And it's in- it's incredible to have something like this because it's, it's a unique sort of a play because I don't think I've ever heard of something like this. So once you heard of it, it was something you definitely had to had to bring and do on this tour. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm from Louds myself and Clarahead is only four miles away from where I actually live and I'm a gay man too and, and just to have a kind of what we see as a transgender war hero on our doorstep and nobody really knows about them it's a travesty so we were like okay well everybody needs to know everybody needs to have Albert Cashier's name on their lips so then you know it became a passion project for us then um, and also it was about telling Albert's story but then also maybe paralleling some of the challenges that Albert might have faced with some of the challenges that the transgender community face in Ireland today as well. So uh, it was about kind of drawing those parallels and, and kind of holding up um, a mirror to society, Irish society today, um, by using Albert's story as well. So there was kind of a dual purpose in it too. But that's amazing to, to see that, I mean, you know, someone that, have, you know, fought in a war like this is going through mm-hmm. some things that people are today. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, uh, Albert faces faced some of the challenges that, that, that you know, uh, people in the transgender community face today with as far as the stigma goes and mm-hmm. uh, not understand, people not understanding their situation or, or maybe access to healthcare or then even like their rights being rescinded and things like that. So we really wanted to use Albert's story kind of like to, to, to kind of reflect that back to people and, and say, well, look, you know, trans people have always existed. This isn't just... Um, uh, a 21st century kind of discovery. Um, we may not have always had the language or the vocabulary or the way to explain things, but um, um, trans people have always existed and, and Albert is one of those. And it, uh, not only one of those, but Albert's one of those that we here in Ireland 
should be proud of. Like, I mean, for example, in Illinois, in America, Albert has um, his shack kind of preserved. And um, yeah, there's a memorial to him and he was buried with full military honours and stuff like that. And and they're very proud of Albert. um, And we should be too. And everybody should know about him. Um, originally coming from from County Loud, yeah. So um, yeah, we, we're we're very proud, and we we want everybody to know about him. And you know what? I completely agree with you because I think everyone should know about about Albert mm-hmm. and and everything that he achieved and what he did, and you know mm-hmm. the messages and everything that this play is going to put out. So, what do you hope people mm-hmm. take away from from this performance? Yeah. So, well, great. Basically, the our interpretation of Albert's life. You know, um, we did a lot of research and. Um, we, you know, researched a lot about Albert's life and got what we could from from whatever records that were available about him. Um, and then also we spoke to trans people. We consulted with people from the trans community as well. Mm. Um, I, I'm myself. I'm the chair of Outcomers Drogheda, which is an LGBT support organisation in in Loud. So um, I was able to kind of um, access a, a lot of the members from the trans community through that as well. So that was really nice and handy. And then um, basically, so we want people to take away his story um, and the extraordinary life that he lived um, and what it all that he went through. But then also we want to take people to take away some empathy, really, for mm-hmm. a, a, an amazing person, regardless of their sexuality or their gender or whatever it might be. Um, and the kind of realisation that, well, you know, the other trans people in our community that live in Ireland today and around the world uh, are the same and they are people in their own rights and they have uh you know they live extraordinary lives and and um you know it's something that we should have kind of more understanding about more empathy about as well so that's what we'd love the audience to take away and i love that and it's i always feel that people should be who they feel they are and be proud Mm. of who they are and i mean the fact that you have this coming out in this play i think is amazing and and it's the true story Mm. as well which i think will, will touch people about albert and to find out everything that he you know he'd been through and where he's he's gone and you know the, the fact that his message still resonates resonates sorry with people say i think is absolutely incredible yeah. but throughout the entire play and from the research and everything that you've done what is your favorite moment um i kind of lean more into the comedy thing so um <laughs> i have a few i have a few comedic moments myself so there's at the start of the show i have so I suppose I should mention we're a multi-rolling physical theatre company. So we we all, apart from Tara Carney, who plays Albert, we all kind of play multiple roles. And that's kind of the style that we do in all of our shows that, we, that we've developed down through the years. Um, so I get to turn on a dime, basically, and become a different character. And so I play multiple characters. I do, I do play Albert best friend Sam Pepper and that's my main character but I do play a lot of other characters down through the show so uh, I get the chance to be a clown sometimes and, oh, wow. and you know play play a zany like a, 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 a zany doctor character in the play and he's very Chicago and he's all like you know I don't agree with it see and so you know things like that and then there's a, I get a chance to play a, a veteran a, in an uh, old folks home at the start of the play and he's you know, physically becoming those characters and 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 kind of um, find, finding the comedies in, in those moments is, is some of my personal favorite uh, moments of the play. But there's so many. I, I'm I'm not saying this just because it's theirs, but there's so many great moments to choose from. In my opinion, um, it's hard to pick because also because we're a physical theater company, we do a lot of movement sequences. So we like to tell stories through movement. Also, 
Um, and some great movement sequences in the show as well as where uh, we get to kind of be expressive in some of the movement sequences and be, uh, have a little bit more artistic license in them and then also we try and tell stories like we tell uh, the story of Albert's migration from over in the coffee ship over to America through movement sequence and it's you know uplifting and dramatic at the same time so um, it's really something to be, behold so that's why we'd really encourage everybody to come and see the show I have to say, it takes some amount of talent to be able to jump from one character to the other. And, mm. you know, credit to you, because I don't think I'd be able to do that. I can, I can just about be me. But how do you, <laughs> how do you find that? Oh, oh I love it. That's, that's, I, th- I think that kind of, for me, it kind of comes innately. And, and um, it, it, that's the way I like to work. And luckily, I'm very lucky that I, I get to work that way with a theatre company here that's local to me and, and um, that I... I the Quintessence Theatre itself has been running since 2015. I've been involved since 2016. I'm, I'm uh, the producer since then as well. And um, that's the kind of work that we like to do. We like to do work um, usually based around some social issues uh, that we like to kind of shine a light on or give voice to people who whose voices aren't usually heard. So some of our other shows in the past, some of our national trips we've done are like uh, in, in 2018, we did a show, Cracks, it was about mental health and somebody about recovering from um, a suicide attempt. But again, it, you know, there was a lot of comedy in it as well. So we try and inject that into our work as well. And our, our last national tour was called The Star Chester's Lane. And that was about a, a, a street character, like a Molly Malone character from Drogheda, uh, who story has it put on her clothes, uh, her dead husband's clothes to work in the Boyne Viaduct Bridge. Uh, and there was a lot of comedy to be mined from that as well. So, uh, but that's the kind of style that we like to do. So we're, we, between a cast of three or five, in this case, with the curious case of Albert Kashir, we create whole worlds, we create whole battlefields. Um, we have a very minimalist style, but yet a very cinematic um, style as well. So we really encourage the audience to stimulate their imagination and we create these whole different worlds by just using minimal props and our own bodies and and the sound, um, soundscapes and projections as well. So, um, yeah, there's a great design to this show as well. So, look, we're, we're delighted. Like, that kind of physical theatre and that kind of multi-rolling is, is great. It, for me, especially, it's kind of, there's a physical hook to it. So, once you know physically where your character is landing, it's easy to kind of click into them at, at a moment's notice. Yeah. It just takes some talent to be able to do that. So we're really looking forward to seeing this in the Barrett Theatre and Arts Centre this Saturday, the 30th of September. Thank you so Thanks. much, Anthony, for coming on and telling us all about it. I can't wait to go and see it. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I love the message that's coming across. And I can't wait to learn more about Albert on the stage. Great. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thanks for uh, having me on. And yeah, and everybody come uh, 30th uh, this Saturday in the Barrett Theatre and Arts Centre. We welcome everybody to come along. And anyone that is interested, tickets can be bought on birththeatre.com. So if this sounds like something you'll be interested in, make sure to go and get your tickets. History enthusiasts, this will definitely be one for you. But coming up after this quick break, Space Week. Let's explore the skies with Rob O'Sullivan right here on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore on Midlands 103. And Space Week is fast approaching. It is the 4th to the 10th of October. And here to go through what will be happening across the country, as well as the Midlands, is National Outreach Coordinator Rob O'Sullivan. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. I'm delighted to have you back. 
Glad to be back. So from the last time I was speaking to you, Ireland has a rich, if somewhat underappreciated history of contributing to the fields of astronomy and astrophysics and, and anything like that. So have you seen like a little bit of an increase uh, in, into enthusiasm and participation um, for Space Week that's coming up in October? I have, and actually uh, I've seen a little bit of an increase, ironically enough, on account of Storm Agnes coming in, uh, because uh, a lot of people have copped that Agnes is the name of a Cork astronomer named Agnes Mary Clerk, who has a crater named after her on the moon. So a lot of people are giving uh, old Agnes uh, a bit of credit at the moment, thanks to the uh, thanks to the weather. So it's a, a strange way to get people appreciating it, but we'll take what we get. Um <laughs> And we're seeing a lot of uh, activity happening up around Burr Castle, which is, of course, home to the famous Leviathan Telescope for the upcoming Space Week. Uh, so there's a lot of buzz being generated. There's a really cool space festival happening down in Cork as well. It's uh, yes, a, a lot of events coming in. I'm literally checking the Space Week website every day and the new events coming in all the time. It's really cool. That's amazing. And I know we spoke just briefly earlier. You are extremely busy trying to get everything organized and whatnot for the upcoming weeks. So how are you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm hanging in there. I've never been so busy, but the quality problem, happy to be busy because it means that people are excited. So uh, it's really great, particularly people like libraries and uh, schools to see like teachers and librarians are really driving home how important space is for their local communities and making sure that everybody has access to events uh, all about space, you know, that it's something that's happening throughout the country, not just in the big towns and cities. So that's really, really exciting. So what sort of events can you highlight uh, nationwide as well as some of the other ones that might be happening in the Midlands? Sure. Uh, So in terms of the Midlands, there's a really cool one happening in Westmead. Um, So there's the NASA International Space Apps Challenge happening in Athlone. Um, if you pop on the Space Week website, you'll see all the, the information there. It's a student competition um, uh, involving NASA. It's really, really cool. Um, you can kind of enter into it with all sorts of backgrounds. You don't need to be an absolute space genius or anything. Um, and then Offaly has a load of events. As I said earlier, there's a VEX Robotics Workshop in one of the libraries in Offaly. Uh, just saw uploaded. I haven't even published it on the website yet. Hopefully it will be live by the time um, this goes out. But uh, Shawnee Morris will be hosting space workshops at Burr Castle. Um, and we've got a couple of other workshops happening in other libraries around Burr as well. So there is a ton happening in the Midlands. Um, a lot of libraries are running cool space competitions. So if you pop in, they'll, uh, they'll give you bookmarks if they have them. That was stocks last uh, if you take out a space-themed book, but they've got space-themed uh, coloring competitions and all sorts of things depending on what your branch um, and if you have uh, stuff going on in your school, that's great. But if not, you know, ask your teacher. There's still plenty of time to, to register on spaceweek.ie and we'll send your class your own unique image captured by our telescopes down here at Blackrock Castle Observatory and a resource pack to help you run your own Space Week event. Um, and even if you're just a family and you want to, you know, log on to spaceweek.ie, we have a ton of resources that you can check out there to help you run your own space themed event at home. So anybody can get involved. You just have to figure out what works for you and go off and run your own event. But and it's amazing. do be sure to tell us about it. <laughs> do make sure to tag uh, Space Week across everything. And I know Shawnee Myers will put on an incredible show because he's got a very big personality. Space Week.ie, there's so much that's going on on the website. And it's just uh, Irish astronomy talk with David Moore sounds very exciting as well as all the little things in schools that's happening. But I think I asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask you it again now because it's something that's, you know, you've, you've put so much effort into this. What are you looking forward to out of this week? 
I am particularly excited for the uh, Cork Space Festival. We've got the BBC um, Robin Ince. He's uh, the host of the Infinite Monkey Cage, which is a particular favourite of mine, hosting it. Um, so there's a whole array of space talks happening on Saturday the 7th at the Cork School of Music. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. And we'll get to meet uh, Monster Technological University's uh, answer to the Mars rover. They call him Percy. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting Percy for the first time. I have to say, I'm a little jealous. Percy sounds incredible. I'd love to be able to meet him. So make sure to take lots of pictures so we can see what Percy looks like. Will do. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned earlier Agnes Mary Clark, who, you know, is an incredible person who made, you know, astronomy more accessible to everyone. Uh, what other sort of figures, would, you know, Irish figures would have made space in general? Um, that sort of topic that everyone wants to talk about. Well, I suppose in the Midlands, you gotta you can't really get away from talking about the third Earl of Ross. He's the guy that built that big, beautiful telescope in uh, Burcastle, uh, the Leviathan, which, to my uh, by my estimation, is the best name ever put on a telescope. It was the biggest telescope in the world for a very long time. We've since built larger ones. We're part of the European Southern Observatory, who are building the biggest one ever. It's coming soon, but it will just be called the Extremely Large Telescope, which I think is a little bit less imaginative than Leviathan. So. Uh, uh, I think we're still nailing it on the naming conventions. Uh, you've got Hamilton then up in uh, Dublin. He's a mathematician who helped you figure out um, what he called Hamilton's quaternions. And that's really important for spaceflight because if you think about something like a jet, so it can rotate along three axes. So the front of the jet could flip back up over itself. Either wing could tilt up or down and the jet could turn left or right. If you get really unlucky, you can actually end up with two of those movements getting aligned and you'll end up stuck in space and unable to move anywhere. So basically what Hamilton's quaternions did uh, helped you overcome that problem, which meant that you didn't end up with a spacecraft spinning forever in some random part of space and not able to go anywhere. So that was crucial to all kinds of missions, including the Apollo 11 mission. Um, we've got all sorts of Irish people to this day working for the European Space Agency. Um, we've got Irish missions flying um, on the solar orbiter. We've got Irish companies such as Enbio developing protective coatings for the uh, spacecraft so that it doesn't overheat in the sun. Uh, it, it really is endless. We've even got Ireland's first um, satellite due to, to launch in the, the near future, AirSat-1. Uh, so that'll be very, very exciting as well. It's, it's amazing to see what the Irish can do when they put, you know, when they put their minds to it. And just to see what we've achieved in these areas is, you know, it's incredible. Oh, absolutely. I think we're a very humble people too, so we're not we're not great at uh, singing <laughs> our, our own praises and less yep. accused of having notions, you know, so. It's very true. We're not great at taking compliments. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, I have to ask you something and just to see what your opinion is on it, because NASA's recently named a new director of research into what the US government is calling the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon, or UAP. What do you think about all of this? Um... I think there is probably alien life out there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's visiting our backyard, though. Mm -hmm. Everything we know about the, the distances involved for travel, like the, we don't know of a way that we could reasonably travel to the nearest star system in any kind of feasible time. Uh, I think there's lots of strange aircraft out there and, you know, weather balloons and uh, drones and all kinds of, you know, things that are flying around in the sky. And when they're flying around in the sky, there's no frame of reference. It's really hard to tell what you're actually looking at sometimes. And people can sometimes get confused and, and you know, understandably not know what they're looking at. But then they assume that it has aliens flying inside of it. And I think that's a bit of a, a, bit of a leap. So 
as much as I'm convinced there are probably aliens out there in the universe, I don't think that we have uh, aliens flying around our backyard in the UFO. I'm not going to lie. I did look up one day when I was outside the uh, main station here in Midlands 103 and what I thought, I, I didn't know if it was a drone or what it was, but you know, your head just goes straight to, oh my God, is it an alien? I know. Yeah, it's happened to me a few times as well. Um, the Chinese lanterns are notorious because there, there can come a point where they actually catch fire. Oh, wow. So all of a sudden you just see a fireball dropping from the sky. So uh, I did look up one day and I thought maybe we had an asteroid coming in uh, pretty hard oh, and fast. And I had a, a momentary panic attack, but uh, <laughs> thankfully it was just the Chinese lantern. Thank God it wasn't an asteroid because that's the last thing that we need here. But anyway, Rob, thank you so Wait. much for coming on and telling us all the exciting things that are going to be happening for Space Week on the 4th to the 10th of October here uh, in the Midlands and nationwide. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Talks again. So if you want to get involved or find out little ways that you can get involved for Space Week, make sure you go check out spaceweek.ie. There are so many events that are happening and you never know what is happening close to you. That is all the time we have for this evening on Encore. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you to everyone that has listened and thank you to all my amazing guests for joining me. Remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews, you can go to midlands103.com and head over to podcasts. I will have this show up tomorrow on Friday just for you to listen. If you want to listen back to any of the previous episodes, you can. They are all there. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. And if there's anything you would like included on next week's show, make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us here as the amazing Joe Cooney is up just after the 8 o'clock news with Country Rose. Have a great weekend. I'll be back in the hot seat from 7 o'clock next week with more of everything in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Have a great weekend. Encore on Midlands 183. Thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise, and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event, or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com.